0: Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more? More impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. The extravagance of water. I had a rough week last week, battling the respiratory malady of the season that's been making its way through town. Not COVID, not the flu, just a bug that includes all of the COVID and flu like symptoms of coughing, fever, congestion, headache, and achiness. It's my own dang fault. My husband caught the thing first and cautioned me not to get too close or I'd catch it from him. Mind you, he's kind of a touch-me-not kind of guy. So I sassed. I don't get sick. And that sealed my fate, I'm sure. I still have a Jessica Rabbit kind of hoarseness that's less sexy and more phlegmy than I would like. I settled into my routine of over-the-counter meds, decongestant, pain relievers, zinc, and vitamin C, and still felt like I'd been hit by a Mack truck. So I did the next best therapeutic thing I could think of. I hopped into a shower, as hot as I could stand it, which was pretty hot since I was chilled to the bone, and just stood there for about 20 minutes. No exhaust blower, no cracked door to let the steam out, just hot, moist, Yes, moist, whatever is people's problem with that word. (laughs) Moist, billowing steam rolling into my lungs and bones and nasal passages and muscles. Oh, my word, did it feel good. I could breathe. The heat soothed my chills and achiness, and after 20 good minutes of it, I was pretty sure I would live. All bets were off just moments before. My gratitude journal for the last several days has included hot water, hot tea, soaking baths, strong water pressure, and steam. You may think I'm silly, but I'm convinced hot showers are a gift directly from heaven. This week, they felt like healing from head to toe, sent down by angels and unicorns. Our water bill is going to be sky high. In many parts of the world, such an extravagance of water would be unthinkable. When you don't have enough water to sustain life, you don't waste it on 20-minute hot showers, spa tubs, or rainforest humidity bathrooms. I found myself not just grateful, but humbly grateful. At my fingertips is not only all the water I need, but also all the water I might want for greener grass, double-rinsed laundry, an automatic dishwasher, and multiple showers in a day. No wonder I'm on a gratitude trip about water. It made me think of one of my favorite stories from the Old Testament. I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 9-18, through New King James Version. So, the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days' journey, and there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord, that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Japheth, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Get you to the prophets of your father and to the prophets of your mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward you nor see you. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water that you may drink, both you and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. First of all, I love the sass of Elisha. He doesn't mince words at Joram, king of Israel, who is Ahab's and Jezebel's son. Ahab is one of, if not the, worst king that Israel ever had. And his wife Jezebel is the great villainess of Old Testament times. She is the Cruella de Vil (laughs) of the ancient days. No one is so evil as she. And today, if there is strife and haranguing and evil, you can just about count on a church mother to call out a Jezebel spirit in the mix. So Joram gets no respect. But because Jehoshaphat is there, Elisha stays. And then with a little mood music, Elisha receives a word from God. This is what the Lord says. Make this valley full of ditches. Ditches? Some translations say trenches. Fill this valley with trenches. The three kings, their men, and their cattle and horses are about to get water they are about to get life. In an extravagance of water, verse 20 in the NIV says, the next morning, about the time for offering the sacrifice, there it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom, and the land was filled with water. What's curious to me is that preparation had to be made to receive the life-giving water. God didn't need them to dig ditches. In fact, Elisha said, this is but a light thing in the eyes of the Lord. I like the NIV translation, and I quote it and meditate on it, especially when I'm asking God for big things, for big moves, for next steps. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Still, God asks them to prepare Dig ditches, do some work. God doesn't need our work, but our work reveals what we believe about God. What we do reveals more about what we believe than what we say. Do I believe that God is my source and that according to His Word He is my provider and sustainer? If so, what ditches am I digging to reveal that? Am I avoiding unsecured debt, providing value to my clients without overcharging or underperforming, keeping my accounts up to date, and working with integrity? When God speaks about next steps, do I believe Him? Do I cheerfully obey? Do I take steps that He's revealed without waiting for the whole picture? Am I faithful to follow Him wherever He leads? Can you imagine these thirsty warriors with no water for themselves or their horses and Joram, king of Israel, complaining loudly that they're all going to die at the hand of the Moabites? The work wasn't pleasant. There was no wind, no cooling breeze or drizzle of rain, just back-breaking, hot, sweaty work to do what God said. I imagine them looking at each other and asking, why are we doing this? When God first spoke to me about talk and pray, I had no idea what this business would look like. I started digging ditches, surveying women about identity, authenticity, purpose, and vision. I outlined courses, and I researched how I could offer them online. I started an idea file, gleaning ideas from personal Bible study, Sunday sermons, YouTube, business courses, conversations with my business coach, and podcasts. I started building a website and changed the content dozens of times. Now, three years in, many of those first iterations of my coaching courses and content look very different. God took me on a journey of ditch digging obedience to build my character, my understanding, and my ability to receive what he is building through talk and pray. I got to dig some ditches. I got to see his purposes unfold in his time. And each new revelation was like velvety, popping hot water on sore muscles and roiling steam, opening up closed airways and giving me new life. Some of those trenches aren't filled yet, and some are still being dug inch by inch. They will be filled in God's time. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. It's no coincidence that Jesus identifies himself as living water, echoing back to Moses, who by God's command brought water out of the rock, and to the prophets who spoke of flowing rivers and springs in the desert, and to John the Revelator, to whom the angel showed the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Revelation 22, 1. What are some ditches that need digging in your life or business? What areas of your life or business need the cool, clear, living water that only Jesus can give you? We think we want to see God magically drop everything into our laps. And when the miracle occurs, we'll be set. But that's not how he works transformation takes work, his work and ours, and there are no shortcuts. At the moment of what seems like death, the time of the sacrifice, the passage notes, his living water rushes in. Ask him where he wants you to dig. Chances are it will be in Death Valley, in circumstances that seem destined for failure, and when the water hits, you'll breathe like it's brand new. It'll feel extravagant and precious. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Father, thank you for living water, for the spiritual reality of a loving Father who provides for his children from the waters of Eden to the river of life before the throne of God and the Lamb. Lord, you are our source. You are the life giver, the one who washes us clean and gives healing to our body and soul. I pray for clarity, Father, to know where to dig ditches and where you want to fill my life and business with your presence and your purpose. You're not interested in our busyness, but in the business of becoming like you as we live and work. Lord, give us the courage to take the steps you've ordered. And show us the victory you've already given us. This is an easy thing in your eyes. I pray the land is filled with your water. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is In the Field by audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.